We're trying to get some video together. Hold on one moment, guys, as we get ready to flow. People were just okay, we were just quiet, sitting back, we were excited then when they started messing with it. No other choice but to step up. forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to, Safe at last, we've found our way home. Second Timothy 3 and 1 says, But know this, that in the last days there shall be perilous times. We're living in perilous times now, where there's rioting, looting, and natural disasters, leaving people without power for several days. You can be the hero to your family by stocking up on your My Patriot supply of food. With a shelf life of 25 years, you can be that hero. Click on the link below and order your supply. Welcome, 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 Patriot, Saints, friends, and family once again to the Apostolic uh, Conservative Show. We are always excited uh, to have you here with us on today uh, as we roll into episode uh, 422, Americans are fed up and vote the right way is what I would add to that um, in a hashtag vote right. 
uh, today is October the 25th, and we march on ever so closely, narrowing within two weeks of elections, uh, November the 8th, uh, and uh, never like before, never like this before have we been faced uh, with the upheaval of our republic, um, with high crime on the rise in many places uh, across the country, uh, places that are led by uh, really uh, anti-Christ uh, agendas all over the country. And we're, hey, we're doing what we got to do, uh, and that is stand up and speak the truth uh, by the grace of God in love. Uh, hoping and praying that many would wake up and many would realize uh, the situ the dire situation uh, that we, the dire situation that they are in, uh, looking at the future to come uh, under an, uh, a Joe Obama Biden regime where they push for uh, higher taxes, uh, where they push to give away more and more free stuff uh, at a time when we should be cutting back in a time when we could um, we could get the economy uh, back moving in the right direction. That's why there's statistics over and over that says that um, over 70 percent of Americans feel like we're going in the wrong way. And why is, why is it that we feel like we're going in the wrong way? It is because we are going in the wrong way. But in the midst of that, there is this one savoring grace that we think and we realize and we know by the word of God that God is still is in control and that God will make a way out of no way for you. I fall back in memory and I think about uh, the prophet Elijah who was on the run for his life, who thought uh, that... Um, that he was the only one that was worshiping the King of King and the Lord of glory. But the Lord had to show him that stop your whining. I've, I've, um, I've saved, I've reserved 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to the God of Baal. And even when it looks like, uh, seeing is running rapid, seeing and degradation across the, uh, the world, across America, um, I want to encourage you to know, to encourage you today, and let you know that there's still a remnant that is standing up for truth. There's still a remnant that is standing up for the Word of God, and so don't you lose heart. Don't you uh, dare give up. Don't throw in the towel. Uh, this is not the time to throw in the towel. This is the time that, as we have the enemy on the ropes. Uh, the en enemy of Satan and pushing all of his destructive policies is on the rope because many are waking up just like we are. The the Lord is revealing things to people um, ab about the course uh, that we're headed on, the course of destruction, and they're realizing like never before. And so here we are uh, here on the new news uh, the Apostolic Conservative Show, the new news in Christian format, while pushing truth and debunking the mainstream media. Um, 
guys, I'm still, um, I don't know, recuperating from um, whatever, um, whatever, uh, I don't know, um, irritate, not irritation, I was going to say. Oh, but whatever reaction, um, allergic reaction that I had. And so um, I'm pushing through because we definitely have some information we want to uh, put out there. We want everyone to get access to. And uh, we're going to go uh, to media. Um, what is this? Media. Um, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> media Research uh, Center with flashback from media's call Trump. SPR purchased Big Oil bailout. Um, and they have... They have called. Uh, they called Trump all kind of names when he uh, was buying uh, oil to uh, to restock the reserves um, at a very low rate, uh, and it wasn't his doing of using the oil. It was him restocking it because previous administrations had neglected the oil reserves. And now it's a different story after Joe Bama Biden, who has released the oil uh, from the uh, strategic oil reserves. That is oil that's meant for wartime. Have anybody heard wars and rumors of wars coming along like never before over the last year and a half? Um, and unlike previous administration, uh, this administration seems like they are not able, um, and I said, maybe I want to be clear. The unlike the previous administration, uh, they uh, seem to be inept or more than willing to uh, set us on a course for war. And uh, check this out. From MRC. President Donald Trump tried to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Senator Chuck Schumer got it removed from a spending bill back in March of 2020 at that time, saying that he eliminated a $3 billion bailout for big oil. It appears that Donald Trump would like to pursue federal aid to shale oil companies. We can come together around a responsible package. We won't come together around a bailout for oil companies. Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley says taxpayers shouldn't have to pay for this. The Fed should not be using its $4 trillion slush fund to bail out failing fossil fuel companies that completely over leverage themselves. Does it sound as though a bailout might be in the works for the oil industry. I've been thinking about the politics of bailing out oil companies. And how likely is it that President Trump will step in and perhaps bail out the oil industry? The fear that this coronavirus crisis will lead to a kind of doubling down on, say, fossil fuels. In fact, there's already talk about a bailout for the oil industry. Yeah, so they'll, they'll will make a mockery out of uh, Trump, but with Bi Biden buying oil back at 80 plus uh, dollars a barrel, who's doing what the wrong way? It's obvious uh, that Joe Obama Biden is, that's his code name for you guys that are 
tuning in uh, new to the Apostolic Conservative Show. That is his code name here on our show, Joe Obama Biden. Uh, every president and uh, his administration, they have uh, their cabinet members have code names uh, with Secret Service and uh, here on the Apostolic Conservative Show. It's Joe Obama Biden because he is um, Obama 2.0. Today, uh, there's a lot of, there's uh, multiple um, debates going on. Um, we were tuning in to a few of those, a couple of those debates um, just vaguely. Um, I got to look at it a little bit myself um, before we jumped on the show. And Fetterman and Oz up in PA. Oh my goodness, Fetterman! Fetterman, he really, really does seem to be a cyborg. I mean, he's not answering questions. He's lying. I mean, he's just straight up lying about. And and even the I I will give them that the the uh mediators of debate uh you know bringing out examples that he said this at one time you know just a couple of years ago and then coming back and saying well why the change just a month month ago well there's a reason why there was just a change month a month ago is they saw the polls they saw the numbers they saw that they were losing and they realized that they can't keep pushing the same Marxist agenda, uh, which is to delib de debilitate um, our all our industries here in the United States, while uh, we push the um, you know we push it in other areas. And one particular thing that they were talking about was the gas industry, which we have heard that you know there's capability to do enough fracking up there. Uh, for the next 500 years. And this is to cover the whole United States uh, right there in um, in Pennsylvania. And so they're looking at if we just open it up just a little bit, you know, to get a little fracking going on. And I may have mistaken that because General Flynn is the one that brought this out this past week, that there's enough oil up there um, for 500 years. And so that's just coming out of that state, all right, there in, in Pennsylvania. And with the overall, see, I'm, I'm not one of them individuals where I'm against, you know, electric vehicles and all that. I'm not, I'm not totally against that, but I believe it should be a, above all, you know, approach the thing and not demonizing one industry, picking and choosing, uh, the the winners, uh, winners and losers, as it is to let let them all go at it. You don't get any uh, uh, exempt status. You don't get any, and we'll see who the people of America choose or what they choose. And most Americans realize that we cannot stand alone on uh, technology with. Uh, uh, you know, electric vehicles, these uh, uh, batteries, uh, solar energy, and windmills, we cannot stand on that alone. There's too many adverse situations that happens. 
I mean, you think about what took place down there in Florida with uh, Hurricane Ian and how it swept through there. We cannot just say we're not going to do this or the other because clearly if they would have went that route, you see that there was no solar, um, there was no solar power utility trucks going down there. There were no solar power cars going down there to rescue anybody. There was no solar power vehicles or pickup trucks, uh, four by four solar power, four by fours going through, treading through water down there. In fact, the very worst side effect from that happened where we've seen, uh, you uh we've seen these solar uh these electric vehicles uh that were catching on fire down there uh, because they were not meant to be driven in six feet of water or four feet of water um they were uh, they were meant to stay as far as away they could keep it from water and yet there we are we're seeing them push it like never before all right guys we're gonna um move on uh if you have not already please like share um let someone know about the apostolic conservative show help us get around those algo algo algorithms that big tech uses to suppress our voice um i want to go back to an interview um that we got to do um in uh pennsylvania manheim pa and we had we were able to do an interview uh, with uh robert uh ag and um i believe it was a pretty epic interview that we had i'm gonna pick up and we'll just uh cover a few minutes of that interview uh and robert ag ag is the uh founder uh co-founder i guess with him and his wife founded uh, this big huge movement called banner uh banner for freedom and i want to um uh yeah i want to go here and pick up right here in this right so you know that, that, that was a small confirmation that we were on the right track and god's always given us confirmations right we know we're walking with him and we're going in the right direction he'll reveal that to us he'll let us know hey here's another door that's open hey i got you we got you so we're doing that and then the uh the, the, the newspaper started censoring our comments right because they were like man i mean this is front page hold, hold on guys i didn't do this justice uh let's let's start this a little bit closer from the beginning and hear him talk about it uh, what it is they were doing originally. Involved, and, you know, we were really never involved in a whole lot politically and didn't know what that looked like. We get back to our homestead in Texas, and some folks were talking about the county commissioners passing a law where we had to apply for a permit to build a chicken coop in our county. We thought, well, this is a good, great place to start, right? We'll all go down there, let them know how we feel about it. So we did, a whole lot of us. And when we showed up and voiced our concerns, they rescinded that day and apologized for passing this. So we're like, okay, right? There's victory in showing up and speaking up. But while we were there, they were talking. There's a couple of COVID agenda items they were going over. And they were wearing masks. And the judge was encouraging folks to get the jab at the end of the meeting. And we're like, why is the judge encouraging people to get a jab? Right? 
So we thought to ourselves, maybe this is a great way uh, we can get involved with our community, our our our, um, our uh, county commissioners, and educate them on the truth of what this whole pandemic's all about. Yes, yes. And it's easy because all we got to do, you know, we don't have to have all the knowledge and understanding. We don't have to be great speakers. People have already done the research for us. So we would go to shows like like your show or the Stu Peter show or. Um, the Reawaken America Tour Conference, the And We Know show, we take that material, print it out, bring it to our county commissioner meetings, read off that information. You know, it's already it's already done. The research is already there. We just read it, hand it to them, put it in public uh, record, and then th- there you go, right? So we did that for 17 weeks straight and had more victories, right? The masks fell off. The judge stopped encouraging folks to get the jab at the end of the meetings. They signed a resolution adopting Governor Abbott's vaccine mandate ban. This is in Texas. So we're doing that. We took an ad out in the paper. It's real interesting. The reporter for the Fannin County leader, when we showed up to that first county commissioner meeting, she pulled us to the side. She said, I'm so glad you're here because you have no idea what this means to me. I was literally praying last night for the Lord to send somebody to these meetings to talk on this very subject so that I can cover it. Wow. Because as a reporter, she could only recover, only cover what was reported during, you know, the, uh, during the meetings. Okay, yeah. so, so she needed somebody to speak on it. <laughs> Boom, so there we are, right? Dropping truth bombs. And she's just riding as fast as she could. Yeah. It's front front page of the newspaper every week, you know, what we yeah. talked about. And, and so she can go back to her, her leader or whoever over her department and like, hey, I'm just writing, writing about, you told me to write about That's it. Right. Went on. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, you know, that, that, that was a small confirmation that we were on the right track. Thank you, and God's always given us confirmations, right? We know when we're walking with him and where we're going the right direction, he'll reveal that to us. He'll let us know, hey, here's another door that's open. Hey, I got you. He'll wink at you. So, so we're doing that. And then the, uh, the, the the newspaper started censoring our comments, right? Because they were like, man, I mean, this is front page. All this COVID statistics um, that we're bringing up about the jab and all the, the fake statistics, right? And so they had removed our comments out of the newspaper, but left everybody else's comments that were made during public forum so you know they they literally edited it they just straight edited it out they didn't want it in there well i kept being encouraged to go and um address this with the editor of the paper but i didn't want to go in there and start turning over tables because i can you know it's real easy for me to um make a mess of things right you know (laughs) yeah that's right so you know i was like lord no you're gonna have to help me here and uh, I, I i i tried to avoid going up there to talk to the editor i woke up one morning i felt like the lord was saying hey today's the day i ignored it like no i'm not going I, I, about, about lunchtime I'm, I'm taking a break i'm making me something to eat and it's like the lord said hey you're taking a break now's the time go down there and just address this God. So I'm driving. I'm I'm praying. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me know exactly what to say because no matter what I think is the right thing to say, 
you know, I to be able to say delivery in the right way. It's going to have to be received. Yeah. So you're going to have to help me here with all of that. Yeah. So I show up. And I just simply address the issue, you know, and I'm, I'm asking her why we're being censored. She said that, you know, she's not censoring us. She just doesn't want to put the same material in the paper each week, which it wasn't. It was the same topic, if you will, but it was it's always different. It was new information. And I, I addressed that. She goes, yeah, well, okay, well, we, I, we don't know what you're saying is factual. Oh, so that, okay. So, so you're, you're wanting me to, to back up what I'm speaking about. Well, guess what? I cite everything that I discuss at these meetings. I print it out. I cite all my sources, and I hand deliver that to them before I speak. And I showed her that, and I brought her a packet full of papers. It's like, oh, well, you know, it, you know, she started him hauling around and really weren't getting anywhere. And I just asked her to reconsider, and, and that was it. I turned around to leave. And then God showed up. A woman walks in the door, turns, looks at me. I'm standing there with the editor. She goes, Robert, hey, I'm so happy that you're here. I was just thinking about you as I was driving here this morning. I just wanted to tell you how, how good of a job you're doing during the county commissioner meetings. You're covering the information so well. You're doing your due diligence. You're you're, you're researching well. And you're they, should have, they should have you as a Right, you know, and, 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 and I was, and I, I was citing all my sources, and she, well, she was confirming that to me, she's just telling me all this, and, and I was like, well, you know, thank you, and she looks at me, she goes, why are you here? I'm like, well, the editor's standing right there next to me, I was like, well, you know, they're, they're, they're censoring what I'm speaking about during public forum. She looks at the editor, she goes, is that true? Come to find out, this lady was really good friends with the editor and a highly respected person in the community. So when the editor heard her say those things and, and that, you know, I'm not just up there giving an opinion, which it wouldn't matter, even if it's my opinion, it still needs to be covered. You know, you report, the people decide. But, it, you know, God had her walk in at that very moment to confirm to the editor, you know, what she needed to hear to continue to keep these comments being covered so i was like thank you lord right answer my prayer so you know we're, we're we're continuing on we're doing our thing we have an ad out in the paper and uh my wife was down at the post office and saw a bunch of papers in the trash can this is where the billboards come in right papers there were some papers in the trash can and she thought to herself how many people are reading the paper well, she went down to the Sonic, I think, to get something to eat, and there was a billboard right next to the Sonic, right across the street from the high school. Yeah. And she says she felt like the Lord highlighted this billboard and said, this is where you're going to get the information out to the people. She comes back home and tells me this, and I told her she's crazy. I said, I said babe, billboards, like, that's, that's way bigger than us. We don't do billboards, right? You know, how, how are we going to... Big corporation. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, no way, you know. Like those are so expensive. It's like basically, babe, I already called. I already already found out it's only eight hundred bucks. I'm like eight hundred bucks. That's still a lot of money, babe. It's like they're coming after the children. Like children, yeah, they they are. You know, they had just announced that they were lowering the age um, to administer the vaccine to the children. Like you know what? You're right. You know, this is war. War calls for sacrifices. Eight hundred bucks. We've got that. You know, we we we. 
we, 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 were, we were needing a tie at the moment anyway. But you know what? Let's just let's make this happen. Let's raise a banner. So we put up the VARS numbers, right? The, the, the vaccine adverse uh, reaction support system for VARS. Yeah, the VARS numbers. It's what's reported to the healthandhumanservices.gov website. It's been here since the 1990s. Whenever someone gets injured or dies, it's reported to the system. It's underreported. Harvard did a study that says that only 1% of reports are actually submitted to the system. 1%. That, according to the Harvard study, which is called the Lazarus Report, interesting enough. All right, we're going to skip forward uh, in this interview uh, with him uh, just a little bit, and we're going to get a little bit of his uh, testimony. You know, I thought that was some weird devilish stuff. You know, you watch documentaries on TV, and they, they, they make it look like it's not. And, you know, there, there, there's a counterfeit. There's a counterfeit out there. A devil counterfeits it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> this is where he's talking about his salvation experience. So that's $50,000. Clay was like, hey, we're going to raise 100 Well, a gentleman came up on the platform, whispered in my ear, and said, hey, I'm going to match everything that was donated today. Not knowing how much was donated. I, I said, babe, we got 50 we, got a, we, we hit $100,000 on the nose. Uh, it's all God. It's all God. Confirming, hey, you're doing the right thing. Move forward. I've got, I've got a mission for you. Putting you on a mission. I'm like, okay, here we go, right? So now we got like $160,000 in cash. We got to start putting up billboards. We started doing that. You know, since November, we put up over 185 billboards in 33-plus states, uh, 500 indoor billboards and televisions in different venues, you know, doctor's offices, restaurants. Uh, we've done bus benches, mobile digital trucks, and then Times Square, which has an incredible story right there. I mean, Times Square, you know, we, we, we knew we couldn't get up in there because of the censorship that takes place. These big billboard companies like Clear Channel, Lamar, you know, they, they won't put this message up. We actually contacted one in Times Square. This lady really encouraged us to, and it was a Clear Channel board, and they said, absolutely not. We want nothing to do with you all. So I'm like, Lord, if you want us in Times Square, you'll get us in Times Square. My wife got a phone call about a month later from a company in Times Square. They called us, said, hey, we've seen your message. We're good with it. We want to put it up on our board. A company purchased a three-month slot for $90,000. They put sixty grand down, and then they, they left and left that money on the table. So that three months is yours if you just come up with that balance of $30,000. Wow. And you'll put us up there? They're like, yeah, we're good with it. Okay, how much time do we have to raise $30,000? They said, one day. We got to know by tomorrow. We got to fill this spot. One day. I'm like, babe, how much money do we have in the account? She's like, $5,000. Like, oh, boy. What are we going to do? We prayed about it. I woke up the next morning, and I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, I didn't, you know, give this board to you to tease you with it. All right? He's like, I, I'm going to test your faith. You purchased the board. And I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, that's $30,000. Like, I've never put $30,000 on my credit card before, you know? But I did. Two days later, a gentleman calls me. He goes, hey, I heard you're getting up in Times Square. I was like, yeah, actually. Can you tell me the story? I'm, I'm explaining it to him. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you did the right thing, but that's not your responsibility. He said, give me your bank account number. Wires $30,000 in our account. Praise wow. God. 
Praise God. So this is that's God. So this board is his. He paid for it. He orchestrated it. It's a corner board on the side of the ABC building. So it's like a cornerstone, right? Yeah, so they're seeing it from both directions. Both directions. It's this cornerstone around the side of the ABC building. And it's like double portion. Yep. That's right. That's right. And it's two boards in one. Right? All right. So we're going to uh, fast forward on uh, to his uh, his uh, Pentecostal uh, experience. You know, I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. I, I thought I would. I mean, I wasn't supposed to be there. For okay. Yeah. Here we that go. four part series, which you can go. All right. To tease you with it. All right. He's like, I, I'm going to test your faith. You purchase the board. And I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, that's $30,000. Like, I've never enjoy ourselves. I was like, what do you, what's your plan for all of this? And, like, reveal it to me. And I'm driving down the road. And I'm flipping through the radio station. And I hear this guy come on talking about end-time prophecy. Okay. And I'm like, who's this kook, right? And I kind of listened. And I was like, oh, you know, it's interesting. And, and I listened a little bit longer. I was like, oh, I like his delivery. Okay. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm kind of feeling it. Irvin Baxter, End Time Ministries. Yes, yes. And I'm like, this is cool. All right. The late Irvin Baxter. Yeah. Uh, so I um, I listened the next day. And then the next day. And I couldn't stop listening, brother. I mean, I was I was hooked on eschatology. And so I shared that alone for many years of my life because nobody else wanted anything to do with it. You know, it's hard to talk to people about it. They, you know, they didn't understand either. And but I'd, I'd get the magazine, right? And I couldn't wait to get the magazine every month. And you know, I'd, I'd order the back back then it was VHS, right? So VHS tapes. And you know, I'd, I'd be at a party, right? Party with a bunch of people. I'd be like, guys, check this out. I pop in the seven trumpets. You know, we'd be sitting around drinking, doing all that madness, and be watching the seven trumpets. And they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, no, 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 watch, watch, watch. You know. And, and, People thought I was crazy, but I just, I just loved it. You know, it, it, I, it just, it was such a part of, of me and my spirit. It's a draw. So I met my wife at Fossil. Fossil watches down in uh, Dallas, Texas area. And, uh, you know, I, I would share it with her and she wanted nothing to do with it. Right. And, and this is back when I was drinking and all that stuff. And if I was drinking, you were going to hear about end time prophecy. I'm going to tell you all. We all know. We all know drinkers like that when, when they get to drinking and when they show up, go to talking about the Lord. Yeah, well, that's where my heart is, you know, and I, I felt comfortable talking about it. And that's what that's right. That's what's in your heart and really trying to come out. And it, we, we all we all have been imperfect vessels where God wants to be, use us. And he was using you at that time, even though it was in a vessel that was doing a whole lot of other things. So go ahead. So, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's it. And I just, um, you know, we, we were lost and we weren't living right. Our relationship was on the rocks. Okay. You know, there was, a, there was a struggle there. But I, I, I knew that we were we were close yeah. right to some big events to take place right lord's coming back we're about to go into some 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 tribulation there's going to be some some big events taking place i'm like i'm not ready for that i got to get ready how am i going to get myself ready my wife ready i'm like thinking i didn't want to go to church church wasn't our thing you know i had some bad experiences and i was like maybe if i can find a some like-minded people that we can talk about end-time prophecy yeah. with. Yeah. You know, get together in a group, and maybe, you know, we can find direction. 
if I just got online, I started hitting away at, you know, some uh, prophecy Bible study, and I found one just down the road from us in Garland, Texas, right? So we show up, ashamed to say, with our whiskey and coke. Right, because that's just what we did, right? You know, and, and we're we're coming as we are, right? It's littered, and uh, you know that's how I got my wife there. She wanted, no, I, I drug her there, kicking and screaming. It's like I want nothing to do with this. We show up, we sit down, and it's it's Kevin Ritzy, the IT director for End Time Ministries. He's holding this Bible study, and he's he's playing the end time uh, ministries, the series, uh, the, uh, the the end of the age stuff. And I'm like, I was like, oh, this is great, man. I've been following this stuff for for years. And I'm like, you're the IT. What are you doing here? And he's like, well, this is this is our church. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, we we, we go to this church. It's uh, North Cities, right there in Garland, Texas. Yeah. And I was like, I thought y'all were in Richmond, Indiana. I'm like, no, 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 we moved down here to Dallas area. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is this is really weird. I'm like, because yeah, I mean, I, I I listened all the time. I was so close, you know, to this ministry, and to be sitting there, I'm like, Lord, what's going on? So we're watching these lessons, and my wife's watching them and seeing the visuals. She's like, I remember you talking about that. Oh now, oh I see. Now it was making sense. She's like, Why don't we come back next week? Okay, we back the next week. And then the next week. So she's going through all these lessons, and she's like, okay, this is really interesting. But then, then, they played the Salvation Series. What does it mean to be born again? True Christianity versus false Christianity. Understanding the Godhead. And tongues, devilish or divine. My tongues? What is all this? What's going on, right? So... We go through that that four-part series, which you can go to endtime.com. It's just endtime.com, and they had that series on there. I think you can get a 10-day free uh, trial where you can watch all their stuff. So you can get all through all four of them before you even got to pay, right? But um, I highly recommend watching all four of those. Changed our life, gave us an understanding of who God is, gave us an understanding of what true Christianity versus false Christianity is. Um... Um, so is, is that understanding the God? You know, the, the whole tongues, devilish or divine, we wash that. And, I, you know, I I didn't understand about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Tongues was a foreign thing. You know, I thought that was some weird devilish stuff. You know, you watch documentaries on TV, and they, they, they make it look like it's not. And, you know, there, there's a counterfeit. There's a counterfeit out there. The devil counterfeits it and makes a mockery of it. So that's what was in our mind. But we saw about Jesus' name, baptism. I was baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. My wife was never baptized. I'm like, what's this Jesus name baptism? And I started looking. I'm like, that's the only way they baptize in the Bible? I'm like, but he said to baptize in the name of the Father. The, the, oh, wait. He said to baptize in the name of. The, 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 he didn't say to repeat after me and say these titles. They understood exactly what he was talking about. I was like... Oh, my goodness, there's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. All power, all authorities in the name of Jesus. I can't go to the bank and sign a check, Father. I can't put husband on. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. They're going to laugh at me. Those are titles. The the authority, my authority is in my name. So it's the name of Jesus. I'm like, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I don't, this whole Holy Ghost thing in tongues, I don't know. Oh, Whatever. But that's the promise. After you take the name. That's what it says. That's what it, I was like, whatever. 
So we walk in, because this was in an annex building, okay. the Bible study. Yeah. So we go into the church on Wednesday night. Yeah. Pentecostal Church, UPCI. We walk yeah. in there. People are raising their hands. <laughs> People are clapping. They're, they're excited to be there. Guy over here is talking in tongues, and my wife and I look at each other. We're like, okay, this is weird. We, I think we left a little early, and we're like, yeah, but that's not for us. And we went back home, and we're like, but we want to get baptized. You know, we had that draw. Like, the Lord was drawing us. You got to get baptized. You got to receive my name. So we thought we were going to be wise. We we crawled up uh, Brother Johnny, and we said, hey, associate pastor, and we said, hey, so here's the deal. We want to get baptized. We don't want to do the whole church thing. Can we just, like, sneak in the bat? You baptize us, and then we'll be out of there. He's like, he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. He, he knew the Lord's going to get a hold of us. He's like, yeah, come on. So we did that. Next Wednesday, we showed up. In fact, my brother was with me. And and, and, and the devil's going to try to stop you. And he was using my family. So my brother was living with us. And that a spirit came out and tried to stop us from coming. And I was trying to get him to come with me. End up, he ended up coming with us, but all the way there, he's in the back seat, just saying really dark things to us the whole time. It was like, I mean, you could just sense the devil was not happy. He knew what was about to happen. But this is interesting. As soon as we pulled onto the church grounds, literally pulled in the parking lot, that spirit left him. And he said, hey, I want to get baptized with you. I, I thought I thought he was you know, still mocking us. And, yeah. and I turned around. I'm like, look, enough, dude. We're here. Yeah. He goes, no, no, no. He's like, I, I want to get baptized with you. I'm like, where did where'd that spirit go? I'm like, all right. I, I thought he was setting us up, really. I was like, wait, hold on. We go in there. The Holy Ghost fell on us before we could even get into the baptismal. We're in the stairwell going up to the baptismal. I mean, we're shaking, we're trembling, we're crying. We're like, what's going on? What's happening, right? Power of God just fell. We go into this baptismal. It's a big baptismal. My wife's in there. I'm in there. My brother's in there. Brother Johnny's in there. He baptized my wife first in the name of Jesus. She came up. She threw her hands up. She started praising God, speaking in tongues. And I'm like, what's going on? What is it? What's happening, right? Oh, my God. Okay. All right, we're good, we're good. And then, and then he baptized me, and I come up, and the glory of God comes on me, and I start magnifying him, speaking in tongues, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I look out, and I see all those people that I thought were crazy. I said, I get it. Y'all y'all had this experience. Y'all, uh, okay, because you can't help but to magnify God when you get the Holy Ghost. You can't help but to lift your hands and praise him. So transformed our lives i had real bad anxiety and i, I had to take medication for it it was so bad I, I couldn't even talk to you you know i was just i was a mess drugs and stuff and drinking he, he took that away from me never had to take anxiety medication just gone I didn't stop drinking stop smoking stopped everything i mean i was a whole new person it was beautiful and then god started opening up doors next thing i know i get fired from fossil corporate headquarters i had my own graphic design department there they fired me for creating a hostile environment due to my religious beliefs i changed and my wife worked there and she changed and people were like what's wrong with you and i would tell them and so hr didn't like that and i all right so he goes on uh to tell how he ended up uh being at uh end time ministries uh on and working with them
man. So uh, if you guys wanted to watch that, we uploaded that video earlier today. So you can find it on Rumble or you will you can find it um, on various social media sites. Um, but or you can just go back to um, where we posted uh, the and we st- live stream the event uh, there at the Reawaken America tour. His interview should be on the uh, second day. Um, so you want to uh, check that out. Um, go right ahead. It is very awesome. We had some more news um, that took place to uh, today. Um, we had a couple of different uh, announcements that came out. Uh, in from New York City is the is the the uh, the epic thing that took place. A couple of uh, different things, and and that's something we've noticed uh, that over the last few months. It's judges in New York that have been standing up, it, whether it was the Second Amendment's right earlier uh, in the year uh, where judges in uh, in uh, New York that reaffirmed those uh, those uh, that that Second Amendment Jud- in uh, the Epic Times. Uh, in this article, um, judge strikes down controversial clause. In New York's new election laws, I'm sorry, that was on the 23rd. That would have been uh, when we were up there at the event. Uh, but judge strikes down a controversial clause in New York's new election laws, saying that it's unconstitutional uh, for massive mail-in ballots. And that's when you see the winning that is taking place. Uh, finally, judges having the courage to stand up and reaffirm the law as it was written. And, uh, you know, that being their position. Also in New York, judge rules that continued uh, absentee mail-in voting uh, based on COVID-19 is unconstitutional. Um, Also, there was another ruling uh, today, uh, that we did not get it. Um, I don't have it on here today, but, uh, the constitutional, it was unconstitutional, constitutional for them, uh, to fire all those, uh, employees. And so judge ruled on it today that they must hire all of those employees back that they fired in New York. And also uh, pay them back pay. That's some epic stuff right there. Um, And so we're going to see more and more people coming out with lawsuits against um, these draconian uh, tyrannical leaders in these uh, states that uh, fired people uh, for an experimental juju jab, um, something that. Uh, Joe Obama Biden is on his sixth shot on today. I'm I'm subject to believe, believe that he might not he might not even be getting the real deal. Uh, when Pfizer uh, own CEO did not want to take the jab and avoided taking the jab a long time until he he had uh, pressure put on him and 
uh, <laughs> appeared to be have done took the jab. But he might have been putting on the rips, the Ritz like Joe Bama Biden. And so there it is. Um, people are waking up all over the country. Uh, they had to um, hire those people back. Um, one other article that I wanted to bring to your attention um, was this article um, that was by the Gateway Pundit. Um, in just a moment, we're going to get that up there on the screen. And I saw it earlier this morning where the Gateway Pundit, uh, Pundit uh, reports just released last week of lab making a COVID strand 80% more lethal, but why? Now that was my comment right there because here it is. All of a sudden now they're making, after what we just went through with uh, COVID, they, they make one even more deadly what kills 80% of the rat or mice that they experimented on. And now we see that the government funded lab in Maryland plans to develop hybrid monkeypox strand that is more lethal than uh, previous strands. Wickedness, wicked, wicked, wicked. So wicked. Well, this is what we're dealing with. This is why we must get these people out of office. We've got to. We've got to show up and show up strong in uh, November on November 8th. Speaking of that, down here in, in Georgia, where we reside at the Apostolic Conservative Show, they um, we have record amount of numbers of voters already early voters record of, we broke the record from last uh election cycle and now here we are at a level not seen before um or by or i believe they say by 50 percent now whether that's um joe Obama biden and his crew uh on the local level uh across the state that is you know doing what more of what they did since let's be honest our law down here, our election integrity bill down here in Georgia actually gave them license to have mail-in ballots. Uh, now, however, I, I, from my understanding that the mail-in ballots uh, are inside of the, uh, the, the, uh, the polling precinct, but if a person going to chunk it in there and they're not going to pay any attention to them or do anything about them stuffing the the box, you know, what, what does it matter? So I don't know. But one thing I am uh, realizing is that they can do all this they want to. But if we the people who are waking up and rising up all across the country to take a stand against these tyrannical uh, leaders, then we can still overwhelm uh, the ballot box, just like we did in uh, Arizona for Carrie Lake, uh, the people that um, that rose up for her, that stood up um, 
and voted uh, for Carrie Lake over the incumbent, even when the incumbent was um, was was I mean let's let's face it, the incumbent had was getting um was was getting support from the Democrats in that election, but because we the people rose up and waited to election day to vote. Now, we've done some calling and we've seen that there's a lot of, um, of voters in the George, in, in Georgia, in our county, uh, that they're, they're red. They're, uh, ultra MAGA. They've already voted. I hope that it doesn't get misplaced or anything like that. Uh, but they didn't mail in, they voted. And so we know traditionally that Republican, conservative Republicans vote on election day. And so I know there's many more out there. I've talked to many more that haven't. I've talked to several uh, that say that they're waiting to election day to vote. Now think about this right here. Our um, GOP party down in Douglas County has grown exponentially over the last couple of years like um, like it, it hasn't in a long time. I'll just, I'll just be honest with you. There were a handful of people that were showing up prior to 2020. Right now, you could feel you could feel a football team squad, and nobody has to play two positions. I mean, it and and up above that at times. So, and and if you grew up in a town like I did, where where football was the passion, you dressed out a hundred a hundred students or more a game. And so I, I'm telling you, and this, my point in bringing that up is that we that are not working the election booth are going to show up on, on election day and we're going to vote then. And we're going to vote like we never voted before. We're going to overwhelm the ballot box on that day. And where, uh, we, will get the swing victory. They won't be able to hold out long enough. In Pennsylvania, um, up there in Pennsylvania, judges have already ruled that they cannot count ballots or mail-in ballots that were that were outdated or, or doesn't have a date on it. You know, those mail-in ballots where they were trying to hold on and see how many... They need to count and uh, the count and then send it in. That ain't gonna work this time. Where they pre-made them and and waiting to send them in and they don't have a date, it won't work this time. And so we're looking forward to catapulting ahead and this red wave continuing to flow. I want to go to this next interview uh, from. Uh, gentleman, that's veteran. Uh, they started a, a company. He became he he joined the company rather with what they were doing 
and uh, he's been r really blessed uh, with healing taking place in um, in uh, the company, this veteran healing company. And we'll go right on to this uh, to the video. All right, uh, we're here with Chandler, uh, the voice of healing, and uh, he's just going to uh, share some testimonies of what they do about uh, the voice of healing, all right? You right, um, so I'm, I'm a Iraqi veteran. I served from uh, December 2003 to February 2005. And upon redeploying from Iraq, they uh, diagnosed me with a severe case of post-traumatic stress. Uh, went back to my home of record shortly thereafter. Um, and it, I, I, we weren't well received by the VA at that time. And uh, as a result of that, I turned to self-medicating prescription pills to try to you know, um, deal with the trauma, right? I, I just wanted the the, 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 the thoughts and, and the images to, to end. Yeah. And so um, at the end of that five years, my, my brother uh, told me, he's like, hey, you should try to go back to the VA now because they, they, they're starting to pay attention. Because oh, yeah. um, at that time, they had just come out with a, um, a research study that 22 veterans had committed, been committing suicide a day on average. 20, in America? Yeah. There's been four times the number of servicemen and women who have died on U.S. soil than ever died in either of the Iraq or Afghanistan conflicts. Wow. And so a lot of people don't know those statistics, no. right? Right. It's not very well. Um, Thank you for bringing it and making awareness of this. Right? Yes, sir. Wow. My, my pleasure. That's, that's that's what we're doing is raising awareness, but also, too, showing the people that there is a we're, we're providing a solution to veteran suicide. Uh -huh. And that's what our veteran program through the Voice of Healing is all about. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of the first veterans to come through the program. Uh, I got healed, set free, and delivered of a severe case of post-traumatic stress I had for 13 years uh, within a matter of a month. Now, do you you got you work with uh, people on an individual basis, uh, you know, like directly with them, or is it classroom settings or a mixture of both? So uh, our veterans program is is faith based healing, but we're bringing an aspect of uh, housing at capacity up to twelve hundred veterans a year, wow. as well as uh, paid on the job training all at the same facility in Houston, Texas. Okay. Now, how can people assist you guys, and uh, you know, monetarily, or I don't know. Maybe you guys have some kind of volunteer service where people can assist you guys. Sure. So um, we we um, we on our website it's uh, www.boh.church. Uh, you can go in there. There's a section underneath there that's specifically for uh, veterans, okay. and there's there's links on the website where you can donate specifically uh, either to our ministry or to the veterans program. Now I see. Is is this a part of you guys' table? The crosses yeah. and all that. Yeah. So so all the all the donations we receive from the crosses, the plaques, it all goes to bringing more veterans into our program, and um, helps us to be able to come out also too to these functions and raise awareness of the program. The fact that it does exist, and uh, so the fact that you know we're we're healing and we're also transforming the lives of veterans. So in our ministry. Um, since I've come in uh, a, a couple years ago, we have uh, former Navy SEALs coming in. We have we have uh, Special Force guys coming in, other uh, active um, or people who were active Army, active Marines, active Air Force, and it's the same thing. Same same thing. We're seeing people healed, set free, over and over again. Wow.
That is amazing. Uh, do you guys have any uh, future event that you can think of where you guys will be at? Uh, so we'll be at, um, uh, and actually in a couple weeks, we'll be at the Branson uh, Reawaken. Okay. So, so, so we'll be out there. Um, other than that, uh, it's, it, when, when I received that healing, I was able to afterwards to start my own coffee company. And so that's, 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 that's another way, which is like a branch of our veterans program and a testimony of like, hey, this, this it? You this want to hold it, it up? Sure. So it's 22 kilo coffee, veteran owned. Uh, it's organic, single origin. We grow it at high altitudes at our farm in Columbia at 6,000 feet. And so um, another distinguishing characteristic of our, of our company is that we airship the coffee straight from the farm to Houston. So this coffee in particular has uh, been separated from the farm for eight days. So it's that fresh. Wow. Super fresh. Well, uh, <laughs> we, we are coffee lovers, and, and we love our veterans, and I apologize. Right. That should have been the first thing come out no, of my right. is it's I fine. appreciate your service. Thank uh, you. Really, we really do. And uh, thank pleasure. you, and we'll definitely um, within a, a couple of weeks, we'll try to get uh, your video online, you know, in our. In our uh... Wow. That was something. I mean, just think about that. 22 people a day, 22 veterans a day were committing suicide. That lets you know we've fallen uh, far behind. We've uh, left our veteran behind and we, we've got to do better. And I understand that with programs like theirs and others, uh, it started to get better towards the end. Uh, with the with the uh, military reforms that allow uh, companies or uh, organizations like theirs to be installed uh, to uh, assist our veterans, and uh, we know that that's going to turn around real good. Well, we're going to uh, transition on into a video from uh, the War Room with Steve Bannon. Um, and he's going to have a former Democrat uh, uh, streaming in with him. And it's, it's it, I'm telling you, this, this video is one of the biggest reasons why we know uh, that there are many people that are um, supporting the uh, Republican Party that used to be Democrats, but now they support the right way. They're voting right. They they are going to vote right, but just a, a few months, just a year or so ago, they were voting another way. But because America, because we are fed up, um, this is what is taking place. And those that have an antichrist agenda and you best believe they have an antichrist agenda when they're pushing the things that they're pushing. Uh, my daughter, I think it was my daughter and I, or maybe it was Crystal and I were just watching, um, a, a video where someone was showing that at this church, there was a guy dressed up like a priest and it was a church. I think that may have been on. And we know he was sharing that. Well, this uh, guy was at a church and he was at, pretending to be a, a priest, a pastor, 
and they had he had two little girls sitting on on the front of the stage and they looked like they were about six or seven years old maybe five years old and they had a drag twirling and prancing around in front of them and you know and they made him out to be a hero like this is something that's so enough to be flaunted around and we're under you, I don't care where your stance is politically. You, I don't care if you're Republican, you're a staunch Democrat all your life. You've got to wake up and realize that this is no longer about Republican and Democrat. This is about good and evil. This is about getting people in office that will take a stance, that will push back against this darkness. Because if, if we don't, you won't have a place to worship your God. You won't have a place to worship yourself if that's what you want to do. But you won't have a place for that because if we continue to allow them to push this demonic um, opposition, there will be no families left. Because of everybody same on same, there is no reproduction. And that's what the enemy would love to do. And that's what that goes right along with uh, the the world form, ec economic form and globalist elites, elites like Bill Gates, um, like uh, George Soros, like the Rockefellers that want to have population reduction. And while I'm on that note, there's a reason why they have never had much to say against um, uh, 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 against Yi or Kanye West. Up until Kanye West, he put, went over the line. He went over the line. He went over the Democrat line. The, the, the line where it says that he's pointing out those evil people that have been in the background spending billions of dollars to unsettle our government, spending building billions of dollars to unsettle uh, our society, just like Soros has done in second and third world worlds to uh, continue to build his wealth by the demise of their society, pushing evil agendas. And it is at that point when, when Kanye West began to speak out that they uh, really pushed out against him. Now I have a video, if time permits, we're going to play uh, where Kanye West was on, um, uh, I, what is the name? His name, uh, the God. Um, I can't think of how, how it's pronounced, but it's the same guy that um, Joe Obama Biden did an interview with. Uh, Charlemagne the God, that radio guy. Um, Charlemagne the God had interview with uh, with Joe Obama Biden, and on the interview, Joe Obama Biden told him. Uh, cause he was saying, oh, some of us, what about some of us? Uh, what would you say to some of us that, uh, you know, still hadn't decided on whether we're going to vote for you? And he told out that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Thinking he, you know, he owns the black vote. And so, uh, anyway, uh, Kanye West went on there to explain himself and what was going on. Uh, and I may play that video. I didn't get get the edit out. There's a couple of maybe two 
to three times he used the N word. Um, and that was, and, and a little short testimony. The N word was the first word the Lord delivered me from, uh, when I was going through deliverance with the Lord, uh, while I was incarcerated over 20 years ago. And the Lord dealt with me on, uh, redirecting my language, uh, because I started to understand that there is power uh, in the tongue of life and death is in the power of the tongue and what you speak out of it. And actually that in where Kanye actually breaks it down and know that it means ig ignorant, literally means ignorant. And so in the era that I grew up in as a young teenager, uh, we were using the word my, my end, my end this, my end that. And so, um, we're gonna, if we have time, we'll get into that. But first, I want to get to this, uh, video with, in, from the, uh, War Room, uh, on Lindale TV is where we saw it at, uh, the clip. And I want to play this because this is what has, um, the Marxist left, the, the communist left, shaking in their boots so if you haven't seen this get ready of uh, the, the the watch it you may want to um uh you may want to share it you may want to and you can and and also you can find the links in the description of the show so uh you can go ahead you can find the link there but um if you want to share right now share the show if you have not shared it so someone else will be able to hear this uh from uh this young lady who is now supporting the Republican Party in that movement? Democrat, uh, Madeline, walk me through why. Tell me what the Victims' Right uh, Reform Committee is, uh, because I, every time I look at New York City with Letitia James and Alvin Bragg and, and Eric Adams, I see where the criminals have uh, their rights protected. But every day I look, somebody else is getting pushed onto a, a subway, uh, uh, you know, into a subway off of a platform. People are being attacked on the streets. Minority communities are being terrorized by criminals. So is, is the law enforcement in, uh, in New York City, and particularly the prosecutorial side, more focused on protecting victims or the criminal class? Hello. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me, Steve. Um, well, absolutely um, they're more focused on the criminal than the victim. The victims were never factored into this equation for these uh, progressive restorative justice, criminal justice, bail reform, um, raise the age. We were never factored in as, you know, mattering. Um, victims are just collateral damage of a whole series of insane policies that are sweeping through the New York, uh, through the entire state of New York and leaving victim after victim, body after body, um, mother after mother going down to the mall to a body. Um, it's just absolutely horrendous. Madeline, help me out, help me out here. 90 or 95% of the victims are working class minorities. How can yes, the progressives and the liberal elite are, are supposed to be the, the protectors 
of uh, in the MAGA movement supposed to be anti, how, how can you have a situation where 95% or more of the victims are working class, hardworking, patriotic, decent, uh, minority working class people that are terrorized by this? Why is the liberal elite and the, and the progressives particularly, why are they not protecting those people than the criminals? I, I'm confused. Yes, it, it, it's very confusing. Um, I, I have speculation. I, I have, you know, I, I really can't make heads or tails. I, I really can't make heads or tails of why, you know, um, it's been allowed to happen. Only that, in my opinion, um, my community has been sold out. They sold us out. They, they put these policies in place to make it appear like they were doing something to help um poor criminals and in the interim it ended up victimizing law-abiding everyday tax-paying citizens in our communities and madeline do me a favor you used to be a democrat walk me through your story give us your journey yes well you know um I, i've been voting for 40 41 years um always democrat because that's what i was told that uh, black people were supposed to be to vote Democrat. Um, I recently changed registration to conservative because my son was killed in 2018 in Harlem. He's an Afghanistan war retired veteran. Um, he was uh, kicked, punched, stomped, and stabbed by four people he did not know, um, nor had he done any harm. And when I found myself having to deal with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and trying to get justice for my son, I realized that, you know, this is not what I want. These progressive policies, this restorative justice stuff, you know, um, somebody kills somebody, um, you take a life, you do life. You know, th there should be no provisions made for someone who is charged and indicted with first-degree gang assault and second-degree murder. Especially when Alvin Bragg came into office, um, two of the people who were indicted and in, 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 uh, charged with the first degree gang assault and murder of my son captured on video, he dropped the murder charges against two of the people and um, charged one with assault with a shoe and sentenced her to one year time served. And they said uh, another one of the male defendants uh, they charged him with attempted gang assault and sentenced him to seven years. Now, we have a trial starting on Thursday, this Thursday, of the two brothers, James and Christopher Saunders. Uh, James is the actual stabber, and Christopher is his brother. I have no confidence. I have no faith in this criminal justice system, especially Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Because we, we have a, um, a district attorney who refuses to prosecute crime, even murder. So that's one of the reasons why tell us about, I changed parties. Tell, me, tell us about your son's uh, service uh, in Afghanistan, his service in defense of his country, man. Yes. Hassan um, was a decorated sergeant. He served two tours in Afghanistan. He uh, received and returned enemy fire. He had two kills in the Taliban, and um, Hassan hurt his back, scaling a wall. He fell off a wall um, in Kandahar, so he was um, 
he was able to retire early. But um, Hassan was um, valiant in battle. Uh, he served his country. He protected Americans. He deserves better than what he is getting from our criminal justice system. Madeline, why did that lead you? Tell me about the Victims' Rights Reform Committee. What, tell, tell us what you're trying to accomplish. Well, Victims' Rights Reform Council was, was established because I was trying to, in, in the beginning years, because we're in four years on this case, right? And um, I was trying to figure out what my rights are as a um, mother of a homicide victim. Also, Hassan had, uh, has three small children. And I wanted to know what provisions were in place to protect us, what services were available, what services are provided in the um, New York State Victims Bill of Rights. And it's a very short list of, you know, provisions that are available that absolutely that, that do absolutely nothing to really assist us in our, you know, a grief process, in our, you know, recovering of anything that was lost. So Victims' Rights Reform Council was established, was birthed out of that. And what we do is we advocate and lobby for stronger protections and rights that will protect victims of uh, homicide, homicide victims and their families, and also accidental overdose. And we know she's, uh, with, with that being in mind with the... Uh, accidental overdose uh, with fentanyl being the number one uh, cause of death in America right now. Uh, we know that they have a large uh, task at hand um, and I mean a lot of work. Uh, but that's one reason why we should be expecting a red wave um, because Judeo Christians are standing up like never before, being involved where we've not been involved before. I would dare to say that the world is in the shape that it's in because we have not stood up. We've wanted to enjoy ourselves in our churches with us for and no more and allow things to turn into the mess that it is. But it is situations like this mother going through the grieving pain and heartache of lawlessness from law. Let me put it that way from lawlessness in her, uh, in her city where her son, who is a decorated veteran, uh, finds itself being jumped, being attacked, being murdered. Um, so uh, in uh, his own country, after going through multiple tours of battle and war in foreign lands for the very people that murdered him. You understand how how uh, how angry and how furiating that makes one. But then not only after that happens, but to see district attorneys that are paid, bought and paid for by George Soros and many of those alike beliefs with Marxist beliefs and uh, to actually not hold individuals accountable and to just release them locked up one day and out before the night is over with. Don't even have to pay a bond to get out. Don't even have to have 
show proof that you're such an innocent person or uh you've been a, a well enough person that your that you have family or, or friends that are willing to put money together to bond you out they they're getting rid of that and i believe that there is a place for that and no not everybody can afford it but if we don't do the crime then we don't have to worry about somebody paying a bail to get us out of jail. We're going to move on. Um, I want to, um, matter of fact, let's go. Um, uh oh, we're going to go to that video from, um, I'm telling you, it, it, it is, um, about, uh, there's, there's probably about three N words and I did not go and edit them out. Um, I'll think I'll try to judge, uh, you know, time it just right when they're on there for those that might be so overfend or overwhelmed by hearing the N word that, that is too sensitive for their ears or whatever like that. And I, Hey, I'll just let you know right now. And especially our podcasters, you know, we, we try to make this a, a family friendly show and, um, we don't choose this kind of language right here. Now, if it was uh, many of uh, other four various four-letter words, I would just I would not be playing it in your ears. Just to let you know that, uh, so you understand where I'm coming from. But I think it's very important um, that while Kanye West, who has supported conservative movements, I'm going to tell you this: there are conservative movements that Kanye West puts his money on. I'm telling you right now, I know for a fact there are conservative movements that you do not know that he supports that this is why they are attacking him now because he's attacking their supply of money. When he when he did that video the other day about George Soros, who is the Hungarian Jew, a Jewish person that have, that in Hungary, Hungary, during Adolf Hitler's reign, he turned his people over to the Nazis, and he was not a toddler. He was a, a grown man. He was a teenager. He was a grown man at that time, who knew right and wrong. And chose to go the other way so he could profit off of it. And profit off of it did. So this is why when when Kanye finally spoke out about them, about him and them pushing the destruction of our country, this is what offended them so much. This is where they started attacking his money. Because he supports so many conservative movements that many people might not ever know of. So what I'm saying is information is the most important resource to our species mm. above water. Because with information, you can find water. So Jewish people have information. Chinese people, it's not even information, it's intelligence, mm. right? Because what is the definition of the word nigga? Ignorant. So it's intelligence. So you see a human being that can be looked at or classified as a nigga that is 
cocooning or breaking out of a cocoon into intelligence mm-hmm. and bringing all of his niggas that we're going to get free and come into our own power the way the Jewish people came into their power. Uh, and avoiding misinformation, which is more of. Misinformation, like like trauma economy, like the BLM. Uh, you know what I'm saying? When they, when they do BLM, when they do school shootings, the same amount of people getting killed every week in Chicago, but they're not posting that. They're not showing but, but, that. But, but why are you not posting that? Because you from Chicago, Barack Obama's from Chicago. He from Hawaii. Oh, oh, what is that? No, you're born in Hawaii. You're born in Hawaii. Oh, you said Hawaii? No. Yeah, oh, but he know. made his chops in Chicago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because from Hawaii. That's the thing is, the thing is, what's crazy is, I, I noticed uh, uh, Clinton, when Clinton became into the administration, Little Rock, Arkansas became the most wildest place there was. And then when it started with him going I mean, to I'm just, I'm just saying, it was, it was wild. The that George is, Floyd area, the free uh, George Floyd zone that they made, the yeah. murder rate is up 50% since George Floyd. It's mayhem. It's, uh, it's Mad Max. Yeah. We keep going with what you're saying. No, no. I just want to say, what, what happens with, to these cities when we have somebody so... Um, illustrious becomes from this city, and then now this city becomes the murder capital. Like it seems, that's what it seems I like. Mean, but look, look at like Barack. You know, look at his hair color when he went in. Look at the hair color when he went out. Yeah, everyone yeah. said. Yeah. You know, like because if you don't have the connections, you know, Trump had enough connections to make it into office, but he didn't have the Jewish media on his side. Because the Jewish media was already aligned with an agenda with the left, with the Chinese. So you got like Alex, Alex Baldwin dissing, you know, Trump as soon as he went in, used to be his boy. You got black people dissing Trump. Black people know they love Trump. Yeah. We used to like, we used to have raps. Guess who the black Trump? Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> but he so, could have been better at, at messaging. That's what yeah, he, I, I feel yeah. like. Like, the rhetoric was just unnecessary sometimes. It yeah. was, but it's that frustration. It's like, what I had to learn is, like, that thing I said with DEFCOM, that was, right. like, me going Trump, you know, level. Right. Right. You know, that was, you can't, as you see, when we got warmed up, it's like a conversation where, even in the beginning, we'll see if we right. want to use stuff in the beginning, right. if it's any of the, the messaging. Right, yeah, I definitely need another one. That we want to put out, you know. And well, I'll, I'll just go here because um, Thalo, uh, Charlemagne the God brought out a, a, a point, and it's a common thing. But he's just bringing out why did this happen when uh, the crime rate, why did the gangsterism and all the crazy stuff um, start happening when Clinton. Uh, took took over in Little Rock. Why in um why did it, it did all this take place and just escalate even more in Barack under Barack Obama administration? And the clear answer is is because policies matter. And I hope that uh the main uh, uh Charlemagne the God was was just, you know, asking a conversation, asking a question just to get more out of him because by now it ought to be obvious that the the Marxist 
policies that they push in these uh, arenas uh, in these areas across the country, these antichrist policies, they do not work and they lead to more destruction, destruction upon destruction. I'm glad to see that many of you uh, stuck with with us. You were able to uh, bear through uh, those derogatory uh, words or that language that he used. Um, for you, for those of you that are new to the Apostolic Conservative Show, we do our best uh, not to, you know, play stuff like that. But, you know, we try to warn you in advance because I, I thought it was significant enough that we uh, that we get those words out there because this is at a time now where the the left is going after this man who have stood up for conservative values and no, he's not perfect. No, he doesn't have everything lined up all the way, but neither do we, but we're striving. And so we, we want to pray that he strives even more. Um, we, we know that, that, uh, that he in 2020 went to apostolic, uh, church. Um, he, he was there with a pastor, um, I have no reason to doubt that, or I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm very um, hopeful and believe that he got baptized in Jesus' name um, and may have gotten filled with the, with the Holy Ghost. I don't know. But what I'm praying is that people like him would, would go on and be filled, would allow the Lord to work in their lives. And oftentimes we've seen that people have committed their lives to the Lord. And then there's a struggle. There's a spiritual struggle to go on. Maybe they got some bad guidance. Maybe they didn't get enough guidance. Um, and in their spiritual walk, God has to humble people in many ways, uh, before they bounce back and, uh, be renewed and go all the way with the Lord. And so we're definitely praying for that to take place. But I know for a fact, uh, that, that young, that man, uh, right there, um, is, you know, he's he's doing some positive things and he is putting his money where his mouth is uh, behind conservative movements of, of value um, and especially of color. And so you guys um, be praying for him, you know, that uh, the Lord would do a, a, a mighty work in his life um, and protect him and cover him. Um, as he's standing up when, for people that don't even realize he's standing up for them, uh, just like so many other people have. Um, and we're going to go to one more video, um, uh, before we get out of here. And I know, um, you know, I mentioned that there were a lot of debates, um, that were going on tonight. Um, and I did not, uh, tune in to either one or any of them, um, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see whether we, uh, covered it at a later time. All I can tell you right now, though, is vote right. You better vote right. Cause if you want more of, of uh, more of what we got going on, vote left. If you want more inflation, vote left. If, uh, you want less food choices on the shelf, vote left. If you want to buy meat that spoils in two days uh, continually, like we've been doing, vote left. Uh, but 
If you want prosperity in our country, vote right. If you want to continue to exercise your spiritual liberty that is not going to be dictated by China after they've taken over the world um, and, and pushed their communism, which is a godless society, uh, if you don't want that, you better vote right. If you want America people running for office in office that have uh, values that associate with you and love America and want to see your best benefit, uh, you better vote right. And if you want you want somebody in office that is uh, that that wants to see you stay alive and not want to see you depopulated, meaning eradicated from the earth. That if you if you want somebody in in office that is not supporting um, someone whose dad and family was a big part of eugenics, parent planethood, plan, uh, parent Planned Parenthood, uh, like Bill Gates, uh, authoritarian pushing uh, their uh, their uh, humanism and their uh, Marxism and their globalism and all of those destructive things, then vote right. When you go to the ballot box, vote right. All right, let's go um, right here uh, to Kari Car Lake. Um, this uh, is another video that you can find in uh, the uh, in the description of the show. I believe it is there. You should be there anyway. And, uh, hey, we appreciate you guys. We love you. Uh, we thank you for sticking with us here on the Apostolic Conservative Show. But before we go there, if you would like to support the Apostolic Conservative Show, you can go to apostolicconservatives.com and you can uh, support us by com becoming a partner with us. And we greatly appreciate you becoming a partner with us. Uh, it's monthly or yearly. Um, we, you have options that you can support us with. And we appreciate all the support that we get. Uh, like the two robbers that uh, were a blessing to us uh, to be able to make our trip up to Mannheim, PA, um, where uh, Eric Trump spoke and a host of others, uh, General, General Michael Flynn and Charlie Ward and uh, many others that were there, um, you can uh, support us and help us uh, get to these events. We'll be going to another one. I'll be letting you know about it in the future. Um, and also, you can sign up for our email list. Uh, and you can also go right here. You can take out your phone and click camera and scan, put that camera over that uh, QR code which will take you to our merch page and you can check out our merch there. And um, you can uh, start sporting our gear uh, and repping the Apostolic Conservative Show um, as we continue to grow. Also, I want to take the time uh, to remind you guys of uh, another sponsor to the show, uh, Dr. Stella M.D., Dot com. You can go to that website, Dr. Stella MD, to find out all the various aspects of Dr. Stella on book uh, while you're booking your consolation through a telehealth service. 
where you can be a preferred client in our program uh, to get COVID treatment and prevention by registering to get hydrochloroquine or ivermectin. And once again, that is drstellamd.com. Uh, All right, let's go here. Fallout. We know that there's been a history in Arizona with SB 1070 with boycotts in Arizona. We know the Super Bowl at one time was pulled over the Martin Luther King law. You're going to you would be inaugurated. You would be sworn in a month from the Super Bowl being here. If the NFL were to threaten, they're going to pull the Super Bowl. If you do that, would it make you waver in your decision? You want to tell me that a bunch of football teams owned by billionaires are OK with fentanyl pouring across our border at a record level? Killing our young people. Number one killer right now is fentanyl. 18 to 45. It's killing a generation of people. If the NFL is okay with that, then they got to do some soul searching. I don't think the NFL is that stupid. I really don't. So you're, you we wouldn't be concerned about sure that. that we're stopping the cartels. Okay. No, I'm not concerned. Okay. The people of Arizona is who I work for. And that's why I'm here with you today, Mike. This is a job interview. This should have been a debate. And we are doing a job interview. And you, the people of Arizona, are the hiring agent. I will be working for you. And unfortunately, my opponent doesn't have the courage and doesn't have the respect for the people of Arizona to show up here, sit on this stage, and take these same questions. But I'm not going to be taking marching orders from the NFL. I'm taking marching orders from the people of Arizona who are tired of their children getting their hands on the most deadly drug this country's ever seen. Mike, I, I talk to parents all the time. The hardest thing in the world is having a mother come up to you and tell you that she lost her 19-year-old because he took a pill. He took one pill. He didn't know it was a fentanyl pill. He didn't know it came from Mexico, from the cartels. He's gone. Think about what we, and think about out there what you have accomplished since you were 19. There's no amount of money that can ever bring a child back who's lost his life to fentanyl. And the thing is, we don't have to have these senseless deaths we're being poisoned by the cartels and the CCP. The communist regime out of China is behind this. And if you don't think that they can take down a civilization and a country over drugs, with drugs, then you need to do a history lesson. And you got to look at the opium wars. They brought down dynasties with drugs, and they're trying to bring this country down. I am a mama bear at heart, and I will fight tooth and nail to protect our children. I don't want to have to face another parent who's lost a 17-year-old son, a 19-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old daughter. We're losing our future, Mike. And so if the NFL has a problem with that, they're going to have to uh, lick their wounds because we are going to secure our border in Arizona. Yeah, so she um, she said, bring it on. If, if they that stupid to attack them, or attack her rather, and attack the the citizens of Arizona. You would think they would they would learn their lesson um, with what happened down here in Atlanta, uh, which really stemmy stemmy the uh, the uh, momentum uh, that big big girl um, Stacey Abrams had down here in Georgia. That was a fatal move right there when she caused them people in Cobb County so much money in the state of Georgia 
from all the vendors, vendors that come to the World Series to watch games and stuff. That was an epic blow. Then she just come back with another crazy statement, uh, just a what a couple of um, a couple of weeks ago when she was talking about that heartbeat bill. That that heartbeat bill ain't real. That's just uh, that's just something. I mean, not the heartbeat bill, but she was saying that the heartbeat that we that uh, mothers have been listening to. It's something man, man made so that man can have dominance over a, a woman's decision. And when she said that, the people on the stage, them black young people, and I imagine they were at a college, um, I, I don't recall where they were at, they had to look at her, with, and they were, because you can see some of them sitting on the stage with her, they were looking at her with some come, uh, you know, with some looks like what in the world? What in the world are you talking about? You are you you off your rockers now. And we've seen huge shifting taking place. Uh, now, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes down because. I don't know. We'll see how it goes down. We'll just see how it takes how it takes place in the coming weeks. Man, uh, looks like okay. All right, we're gonna. I should have already been out of here. Let me let me get get out of get ready to get out of here, guys. Um, it's been a, been a great night wonderful uh night uh spending time talking to you guys remember where our help comes all of our help comes from the lord who made the heavens and the earth and uh let's seek after him with our whole heart and uh let us see where are we going yeah anyway so Please keep Crystal and I in your prayers as we strive to do the will of God for our lives, knowing that no matter what happens, we're all in this together. And where we go one, we go all. And you can always find the original plan of salvation in your Bibles in the book of Acts, the second chapter and the 38th verse. We appreciate you. We thank you. And may the Lord continue to bless you and make it cause his face to shine upon you.